Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Today, I want to talk meeting fatigue and how to make meetings not suck. I was just in a session yesterday and I heard a group of executives talk about, well, yeah, we're in the standing meeting and I'm there and my manager is there with me. That seems like wasted excellence to me. Why are you both there? Right. Do you not trust them? Do Can you not communicate with them? Can they cannot communicate with you? Why do you have so many people at these meetings? And I had a boss once say, well, no agenda. You don't have a meeting. I hear that all the time. I think the the intent is on. I think then we get lost in, well, I have to make an agenda to justify the meeting. When I believe what we should be looking at is saying, what's the outcome we want? And what are we going to get out of it? Are we making a decision? Are we problem solving something? Are we, is it a work session and we have to figure something out? And if we don't have a definitive, what are we going to accomplish? Then why in the hell are you having a meeting? <laughs> so, so Scott... Because I'm hearing this in almost every coaching call that I have, because I'm hearing this in every time we talk with executives, you know, all we're doing is we're in meetings, 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 meetings. And now, of course, in the virtual world, it's Zoom meetings, right? And it's this piece where it's like, and there's like Zoom fatigue. And I'm like, wake up and smell the coffee, folks. Why are you having a meeting? And it's this piece that says, let's start with the end in mind. If we know what we're trying to accomplish, then that's perfectly fine. And then design the meeting and how we go about that accomplishment in a way that makes it effective. It's actually no different than designing a workshop, okay? It takes a little bit of time, but if you know it's a decision meeting, then how are you going to get to that decision? And so it's these pieces like, what are you trying to create? And then you design the talking, the activity, the interaction so that you get that particular outcome. And you can save time, you can save all this energy, and you might actually get someone to participate, for heaven's sakes. If we don't have an agenda, how are we going to do meeting minutes? Oh, for heaven's sakes. Have you seen a flip chart? Have you heard of Miro? I mean, there's a gazillion ways to do meeting minutes. And again, an agenda is, I can put an agenda together. We're going to get together and make this decision. Okay, how many things should be in a meeting? And again, another another piece, right? Go ahead and try to stuff 15 pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. You got an hour, folks, and you can't traditionally make fill-in-the-blank decisions on like eight things in, in an hour. So let's think about what do we really need to do, narrow it down, get that done, and get out. And I actually kind of like one outcome agendas, a decision, you know, one thing at a time. And don't make them an hour. Why can't they be half an hour? Why can't they be 15 minutes? They absolutely can. And in fact, I am constantly trying to do 15 minute uh, meetings right now on Zoom and people are laughing at me and I'm like, we can get it done in 15 minutes. And okay, so it takes 20. Well, that's still better than the hour that they were willing to give me. Well, what about like weekly staff meetings? What are they for? So most of the time they're status. So are weekly one-on-ones, Scott. So tell me, is that how you want to spend your one-on-ones with our staff? I mean, that seems like a great, a really great use of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. If we had status meetings with our staff, I would slip my throat. And I do, I do think we have a blend. 
And I do think a blend makes sense. Traditional status meeting. Here's where I am. Here's what I'm going to do next is a waste of a meeting. You can send me an email and I can figure it out all by myself. I'm I'm older than five. We're small companies, Scott. Okay. We have tools for that. And even in a small company, we can have tools for that. And those tools are pretty inexpensive and it allows you to track things and we can look at a dashboard and we can see where things are. And, you know, imagine a large company that has the ability to make that really robust for themselves. I mean, that's great. It should be there. And we can look at that at any given time. I get the fact that sometimes we need to talk about status, but the reason we're going to talk about status is I'm struggling with it. Um, I'm going to miss a deadline. I need help. Um, there's a, a piece of that that, you know, we need this before that, where we actually need interaction around that. But if there's no interaction needed, if it's a report back, I don't believe we should have meetings for reporting. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. So to me, if we're going to work it through together, that's not a status meeting. That's a work meeting or a decision meeting or a direction meeting or or something. And I think the other question I get asked a lot is, well, but I'm in meetings a lot. And I, I play the Outlook game. So some people who are listening to this have probably experienced this me, this with me. I say, hey, go back three weeks and look at your Outlook calendar. How many hours free did you have that you didn't have scheduled in a meeting? They'll tell me some number, 5, 15, 23, whatever it is. And the number is unimportant. It's really, well, what did you do at that time? What outcome did you get? And then you look at each meeting and you say, what's the outcome of that meeting? Why are you there? Honestly, Scott, for me, you know, you've played that game with me and and I laugh about it. The thing though, that was really eye-opening was actually thinking about all of those meetings that I was in and asking myself, was that meeting worthwhile? Should I have said no to that meeting? And, you know, I think there's this thing that says I get a meeting invite and that means I have to go. It's stopping for a minute and saying, really, do I have to? Do I need to be there? And is the only reason I want to be there, I'm going to show up is fear of missing out. Because if that's the other thing, it's like, no, they need my input. I have to know what's going on. You have to think about that, really? Because if you have to know what's going on everywhere, every minute of the day, you're going to spread yourself so thin instead of saying, what's the best use of my time? And I can tell you, there's a ton of meetings when I was in corporate America that was not the best use of my time. The best use of my time was to go and actually get real work done. Instead of sitting in this meeting, listening to someone drone on and drone on and drone on about something that had no impact in my work life. And if it has no impact in my work life, I don't think I should be spending my time there. That's wasted excellence. So I just have to learn to say no politely. Outlook has um, actually gives you choices. When you get a meeting notice, you have accept and you have tentative and you have no And I don't know that no is used nearly enough. And asking yourself the question, why me? So should I be going because I am going to give unique, irreplaceable value? Should I be delegating that to one of my team members because I need to grow them? Or it's really, it's their project. They're going to have better information than I could provide. Right. And 
and there's a quote and I don't, I don't remember who said it, but I, I chuckle about it every, every time I think about it. The graveyard is full of irreplaceable people. So the thing to remember is if you don't go to a meeting, what really do you miss out in the whole scheme of things? And, and Scott, I will also put that on the person that is holding the meeting, right? So we have a tendency to sit down and say, oh, let's see, who should be here? And we start this thing and in our head, it's like, oh, they'll get mad if I don't, you know, invite them. Oh, you know, that department, they always want to be involved in everything. And so pretty soon you get this huge group of people who are showing up instead of even as the person who is actually hosting or driving the meeting saying, what is this a meeting about? What are we trying to accomplish? Who truly needs to be there? Who are the decision makers? Who are the people that need to be involved in that particular conversation? We have a tendency to think about that from a politeness standpoint, from a everybody has to play standpoint. And I think we need to start recognizing that we can give individuals the right to make decisions, give individuals the right to drive projects without constantly looking for permission in other places. And I think that's another thing that we're seeing a ton of. It's like, well, I can't make that decision. We have to make that decision. And that's how we everybody gets invited to meetings. So I think you need to say no to a meeting, invite if you don't understand why you're going. And as the person who's putting the meeting together, why do I want this person here? And by the way, if I really want you there, I should actually send a note that says, this is why I think it's really important that you intend. I see that you have this time opened. That's why I've sent you this notice and this meeting invite and let them know how critical they are. And it's sometimes maybe it's a role I need you to bring. Please be prepared to. Absolutely. And and because if I show up and I have no purpose and no role and I've committed, I'm ticked. And now if I leave the middle in, in the middle of the meeting, now I look bad. OK, so, I mean, most people, most of us won't go up and get stand up and walk out and say, I got other things to do. And yet, how many times have you wanted to do that when the meeting actually was not productive? So I think asking ahead of time makes sense. I think telling them ahead of time makes sense so that all of us can make good decisions on what is the best use of our time for that hour or whatever that meeting's you know, time period is. You know, one of the things I would set for all of our listeners, go back, look at your Outlook calendar and identify the meetings that you're like, huh, yeah, why am I there? And really say, what's my purpose for being there? And set yourself a goal, the first, just the first cut, trim 10% or 20%. And then how does it work? And then in a couple of weeks later, trim another 10 or 20%. And you'll actually be surprised. You're probably able to cut out about half of your meetings. With that being said, that wraps up this week's episode of the Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box. And we'll see you next week.